Hi, I'm Janine Strawn, the Tiny House Guru and founder of Tiny House Solutions and the president of the Australian Tiny House Association. I'm here to talk to you about all things tiny and in this podcast I'll be discussing some topics that will get you thinking about whether tiny house living is for you as well as all sorts of tips regarding finding a site, working out a budget, designing your space, choosing your materials, building and moving your tiny, how you can earn an income from your tiny house and so much more. My passion for tiny houses stemmed from my passion for sustainability and the environment. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you can relate. All of my advice is based on my personal and professional experience and I recommend you do your own due diligence. You can find out more about what I do or try Tiny House Living by checking out my website at www.tinyhousesolutions.com.au and if by listening to these podcasts you think I can assist you in achieving freedom, in living your dream and wanting information on our tiny house models, then consider booking a consult time with me to discuss your project. In this podcast, we'll be discussing a bunch of tips when it comes to designing your tiny house. Now is the time to get creative and you can create a list of your must-haves, wants and things you're flexible on. Here I'll go through some questions for you to consider and I've also got a resource on my website which poses a series of questions for you to refer to and to complete. So with their foundations, do you want it to be on a trailer or on a skid platform without wheels? Is the tiny house going to be a permanent home or a short-term solution? How many people will live in the tiny house and what's their relationship, that is, Single, couple, family or friends? Will it be located in a bushfire prone area that will require additional construction measures? Will it be located in one particular climate or will it be moved around and located across multiple climates across Australia? Are there any height restrictions for you to consider for the site that you're going to be putting it on? Will it be supplied with off-grid power and water? Will any of the people living in the home have additional conditions to consider, such as low mobility, older age, a disability or dementia? Will you have enough space for your hobbies? If you work from home, do you have a space requirement for that? Are you someone who loves to cook and requires a a fair bit of kitchen storage? Some good advice given to me was to think about how you want your home to support you in the last five minutes before you leave and the first five minutes when you get home. Perhaps a place to put the keys and daily belongings. Perhaps a place to shower and change or enough clear bench space to place your bag of groceries or to come home and relax with a cuppa. People living in small spaces will require sufficient and well-designed storage. Have you got a place for everything you frequently use? Have you got a place for the seasonal items? Have you got enough outside storage for other possessions that do not need to be protected from the seasonal changes? Considering these questions in advance will help um, you feel less stressed and generate less clutter. 
Maybe the personal decor will give you that instant sense of inner calm and serenity as soon as you arrive home. Consider how you wish to use the adjoining outdoor areas. Are they going to be undercover, in the open or under a tree for shade? Do you want a deck or a paved area for relaxing on? I suggest creating a mood board, perhaps on Pinterest, um, to help you brainstorm the environment you wish to create. Depending on your lifestyle, you may decide that space is optimum and you don't see the need of a washing machine and choose to use the local laundromat or arrange to do your washing at a friend's home in return perhaps for making a delicious dinner or looking after their veggie patch. Let's have a look at the use of spaces within your tiny house. There's a bit to get your head around, so why not download our design points on our website www.tinyhousesolutions.com.au Let's start by considering the bathroom. Do you, do you see the need to have a bath with a shower over it? And if so, will you install handrails for extra stability? Unfortunately, getting in and out of baths results in many falls within the homes, so consider putting in place fittings to help reduce falls. Do you think that you will be able to discharge toilet waste to sewer, or are you going to incorporate a composting toilet? If so, where will you place the dedicated worm farms? Don't forget the compost generated from the human manure can eventually be used in the garden. Where will, you grey, where will grey water from the shower and vanity be directed to? Can it run into the subsurface irrigation system and contained within your site? Can you avoid using harmful chemicals during washing, showering and cleaning? When it comes to the kitchen, consider if you cook and bake a lot and require a storage of bottled produce or cookware. Consider finding cookware that can provide multiple, multiple uses. What about a fridge? How large a fridge and freezer do you require? Do you require both a fridge and a freezer? This is normally dependent on the number of occupants. What about your cooking system and your appliances? Do you need an oven or only a stove and a microwave and a kettle, toaster and the like? Are you okay with a good sized single sink and get a dish tray for draining? How much bench space do you need for food preparation? And how many cupboards or drawers will you need? Let's move on to the, bed, the sleeping area. So we all know that we need a good sleep. So how you design your sleeping quarters is going to have perhaps the most significant impact on your lifestyle. It will depend first and foremost on how long you see yourself living in the tiny house. Whether it be for a short term or permanent and a home where you can age in place. It will also depend on how agile people are who are going to live in the tiny house. I've grouped the different bedding options that are suitable for agile occupants with the loft style of bedding and all the other options that avoids ladders or stairs. So as the name suggests, the loft bed is when your bed is located in the loft space of the tiny house, perhaps a few metres off the ground and is accessed either by stairs or a ladder. Some of the challenges with sleeping lofts include lack of head height for standing up to get changed, 
crawling around to make the bed, climbing up and down to access the bed, and the potential heat in the ceiling space. For those not wanting to climb up and down stairs, there are quite a few options available. And there's a Murphy bed, which is a bed that pulls down from the wall when it's time for bed. You need to consider having room around the bed when it's down to strip the bed and make it. And when no longer required, it can be pushed back up against the wall and secured into position. It might have gas struts, whilst others use springs to assist in the folding in folding it away. And when in position against the wall, you might create a fold-down table that you can use and also consider what the bed frame will rest on. What about elevator or lift beds? They require a winch or a power switch to raise the bed when not in use and lower the bed when required. Some of the benefits of this style is that it takes up minimal space as it's close to the ceiling when not in use and you can use the area underneath it and then you can leave the bed made up. The use of an automatic winch will require power and if you are off grid then you will, be, um, you will need to be considering how much power demand it will, it will take. Or what about a reverse loft bed where the bed is close to or raised just off the ground allowing good head space and you might have a sitting space above accessed by only a few stairs. Alternatively you can have a, a pull out bed from underneath the floor serving as a kitchen or a bathroom or a lounge area and eating area. You will need to allow for enough uh, floor space to pull it out, out and again it could be left up all the time and it's easy to make. A consideration may be the impact of plumbing pipes if you are locating it near a kitchen or a bathroom. Lastly, it might be a couch bed where the couch forms either the bed base or the base is pulled out and the mattress lays on top. Whilst it can be a convenient use of space, it might mean that you cannot leave the bed made up all the time. Other things to consider include where you will store the clothes and shoes and how to create a barrier to avoid falling off from the loft, as well as your window placement to create good air circulation. So as you can see, there's a solution for everyone's sleeping preferences. Next, let's chat about natural light and ventilation. As your tiny house will commonly be open plan, this will allow natural light to penetrate into more parts of the tiny house. So consider the efficient placement of windows. Depending on your climate, this will influence the type of windows you may select. If you're in a hotter part of Australia, single glazed windows with a tint could be desirable to help reduce the heat gain from the sun. But you'll need to be under shade all year round. In cooler climates, consider placing the tiny house under shade of trees to prevent it getting too hot in summer, but position the tiny house to allow the low winter sun to come in through the windows. If you are in a cooler part of Australia, then you might want to consider double glazing to keep the home warmer in winter, but again, it should be shaded for summer to avoid overheating. Sizing, style and placement of windows will help to bring in cooling breezes, allow good air circulation and open up the indoor-outdoor experience. French doors, glazed doors, 
bifold or sliding doors can help you achieve this. Apart from opening windows to provide air circulation, you can also use reverse cycle ceiling fans in both winter and summer to circulate air. So you've got a lot to consider in starting the design of your home. Next time I'll be discussing material selection for the trailer, structure of the tiny house and the internal fit out. If by listening to these podcasts you want to know more about our tiny house models or stay in a tiny house then check out www.tinyhousesolutions.com.au and see how we could work together. If you're also interested in sustainable design but on a larger scale then you might also like to check out my other podcast Tips from the Sustainable Design Expert. Have a wonderful day.